Thank you for joining us here on Nerds from the Crypt, the podcast where we review our favorite horror movies, series, books, and comics, as well as interview your favorite creators of their on their upcoming horror projects. If you would like to help the podcast, remember to follow us and share the episodes, and remember to rate the podcast on iTunes. If you do so, send us a screenshot of it, and we will send you out a awesome new Nerds from the Crypt button, all right, and um, stickers as well. So if if you want one of those, just go ahead and send us a screenshot of your iTunes review, and we'll get that sent out to you ASAP. Also, don't forget that we have T-shirts and other merch on TeePublic that you can get different styles and designs. And we'll be posting a picture with Greg sporting his new baseball-style tee of Nerds in the Crypt podcast. Woo! I am your host, Saul. I'm Greg. I'm David. And today we're doing a special double episode for you to enjoy. First, welcome back to a friend of the show, Mr. Lyndon White. How are you doing today? Hey, good. Thanks for having me again. Uh, Yeah, all good. (laughs) <laughs> our pleasure and he's going to be talking to us about a great new i'm going to say accordion book because i still can't pronounce the proper name of it Constantina. Um, Constantina. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. um so um like i said thank you for joining us today to, to talk about this great new um, project that, that um will be on uh, kickstarter in the next couple of days uh, as we're recording this correct yeah it's um it's launching uh 12th of march probably midday over here so probably you know uh early morning for you guys so let me so that people who have not um had a chance to listen to the previous time you were you were on the um podcast do you want to go ahead and let them know exactly what um this project is or what what type of um project this accordion book is yeah so um constantine books or accordion books are um all uh double-sided art books for fold-out art books so you can read them like a normal book or you can fold them out and display them as a piece of artwork. And yeah, they're almost like a, a bit of a lost book format. You don't really see them that much anymore. Um, but they, the idea is that you have to tell the story in 10 illustrations, to re- and that's got to have a beginning, middle, and end. You're almost, um, if you read a lot of comics, you're reading 10 splash pages. Um, and I've been doing these, this is my third year making them. Um, and I've been focused on like classic stories. So I started with Dracula, then did Dante's Inferno. Last year I did Call of Cthulhu. And now this year I'm doing The War of the Worlds. And each one of these are uh, just beautifully drawn. I think I've, I've said it before, <laughs> but they're so awesomely drawn. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like mixture of ink, paint, pencil, like mixed media, artwork. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out because um, it all started with the first one I did was like a, I think I've told you this before in the past, it was the a Dracula Dracula illustration that I did as a, a cover, um, which was, it was, um, I did something during my free time when I was on a break, had a little doodle and thought, oh, that's a cover for Dracula and made that into a final piece of artwork, sold it. And that's what kind of took me on this journey and it spiraled out of control because people were saying, oh, are you doing a Dracula book now? And I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do a Dracula comic because it was going to take me like two years to do something that scale so i had to find like a, a midpoint and that's where the constantina books came in because it's been on my bucket list for a couple of years to make them and it's kind of it's just nicely all fit into each other and i'm really happy how it turned out because i've managed to make 
I've managed to have a go adapted some of my favorite stories, which if I did it in comics, it, obviously it would take a lot longer to do. So I can actually do one of these books a year quite comfortably alongside anything else I'm working on. So David is um, David hadn't been with us in the previous episode, um, so he actually was looking at the the preview that you sent us. Yeah, David, you want to share your thoughts? Yeah, um, the artwork is beautiful, as we were saying earlier, and I love the way that you show um, in the mockups you gave us that you can like frame them and like have them as pieces. Um, I I don't know. I'm curious. Is this something that's like? a really popular art form um, where you are in the UK, or is this just like something you're really drawn to? Cause we don't really see that a lot um, where we are. At least I have been recently. Yeah. I, I came across them about, about eight years ago. Um, there's a, there's a comics publisher over here called No Brow. And they do graphic novels and they're a bit, they're a bit art housey, uh, very graphic design orientated. Um, you see them in a lot of, they do really well in Europe. I'm not sure if they've got many books over in the States, but they did, they did a, a few of them. And that's where I came across. I think it's something that you come across more in art schools or fine art shops. It's that, they've, that kind of like niche. That's where usually you see them. If anyway, it's more in the fine art space, but with fine art pieces, they, they don't tend to tell a story. So I, I guess it's a little bit different with what I've been doing. Cause I'm, I do more sequential stuff that's why I've adapted it and made sure it tells a story. I think sometimes you come across them and it look, they look really pretty, but they, you don't actually know what they're about. They're just like a couple of pieces by the same artist. It's amazing how you can tell the story without having to say words. Yeah. It's not for everyone. I mean, some people like, <laughs> like they pick up a comic and they like open it up and like, Oh, where's the speech bubbles. But, um, I've done a. I did one comic when I was first starting out called um, Pinnacle, and that was a that was a twenty four page book that had no text at all, and it was um, it was after see if I can dig out the files for you to have a look at. It was it was all drawn in pencil, mm-hmm. and um, it was about a guy trying to fight his way through a blizzard and make it to the top of the mountain, but there's a monster chasing him. <laughs> so I, it's got like really scratchy pencil line work. So it, there's a lot of white space, so that acts as the snow. And then when he goes into like a church or a cave, it inverts. So it becomes white on a black background. Oh, so you nice. got the impression of him struggling to see in the dark. Um, but I, I love that, that kind of storytelling. I think I think a lot of people get really focused in on trying to put a lot of text on the page and sometimes it's not needed. Uh, um, definitely, because if you, if you can see the story coming through all the different art and like just following it sequentially, uh, it you can build that text in your head and you know, yeah. it, I don't know, looking at all your pieces, it's just like, damn, it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, it sometimes takes a long time to do them, but um, it's one of those things now. I, sometimes I wish I did flat coloring. So it was just all, you know, more traditional comic book art, but because I like paint and textures and stuff, it's, you know, sometimes I'm painting, I'm spending hours on something and it's like, well, it's what I want it to be, so I've got no choice, you know. Um, but I'm I'm happy with how it looks. Like um, I, I like that if you zoom in on the artwork, you can see all the little ink droplets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things that that we've we've found previously. Um, so that that we love is that it looks like a like it looks like actual piece of art that you can hang up and and 
and people would think like, man, it's a great painting. It's it doesn't look like your traditional um, comic book uh, art. Yeah. How do you go about deciding which parts um, are going to go in the accordion book um, as you go into these classic tales and with War of the Worlds here? Yeah. So do you know the War of the Worlds? Have you read it? Have you guys are you guys familiar with the like the actual book part? Yeah. When I was in primary school, my teacher played us the radio. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people seem to have come across it in one form or another. But um, yeah. what, what I do is um, everything that I know about it, I just kind of put to one side and I'll reread the original text. So, um, and I'll, I'll sit, while I'm reading it, I'll sit with uh, my notebook. And I'll, as I go through the story, I'll write down key scenes or moments of the sentence and I'll, as I'll go through the book out there'll be ones that stand out more than others but anything that I think is really truly important as like a visual or a key point in the narrative I'll just write down um, these points so by the time I finish the book I've got a list of the key moments so I, I then choose the start point and the end point so what if I was doing it what would my opening scene be for okay. this it was um the falling star so as the martians are falling from the sky that's that's it coming down and my end point was um the narrator's uh basically just before he meets his wife I, he uh again he um he's walking through the streets and the martians have all died and the red weed re- yeah i can't even say it now the red weed is growing everywhere and you know he's, he's basically walking amongst the aftermath and the dead and that's my end point so from there, I then get the midpoint, and that's three out of ten of the pages done for me then. I've picked it, and then I kind of like fill in the gaps. So it's like a weird jigsaw puzzle of find the start, find the end, and then fill in the gaps. I can't imagine um, how hard it is to have to say, like, oh, man, I, I really like the scene, but it's it is not gonna, it's not going to fit or it's not going to roll in with what I want. Yeah, it's – I have to do that a bit. Like, uh, for this, I've – because um, a lot of people remember the war machines, the tripods in War of the Worlds, rather than oh. the aliens. Yeah. Um, so one thing I, because of space, I had to cut out actually showing the physical side of the aliens instead, focused on the, the tripods. And um, there's another part where um, halfway through the book, it goes on a tangent, not a tangent, but it sidetracks for a couple of chapters, and it actually switches to the narrator's brother, mm-hmm. and it's his brother's story for a couple of chapters as he escapes London and then gets on a a boat and boat. gets out and escapes through sea and all that i've had to kind of go no i've had, I have to get rid of it because if you were looking at this constantina mm-hmm. um it just confused it because you'd be like it'd sidetrack and that'd probably take up two or three illustrations or if i did one it'd be like why is there a random boat and you know it could kind of muddle the narrative so i've had to like be really careful what i pick and choose mm-hmm. and it's annoying because sometimes you think Oh, I could, you know, I wish I could make this like twenty sides and make two of them, but then, <laughs> which I wish I did. I kind of wish I did like the Dante's Inferno because it was such a long poem. It's such yeah. a long story, um, and then th- that one I really had to really boil it down. Um, since then, I've been really careful about which books I choose because some of them are just like I'd say any book is doable in this format, but mm. there's some that the longer form stories. Some of them are really difficult to do. Can you imagine trying to do the stand in this? <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, oh. I love that book, but no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Plus so we'll get sued. What is, um, do you already have your your list of um, goals for the, the Kickstarter? Yeah, so um, the what you know about like stretch goals and stuff for just the initial target. Uh, uh, both, both, yeah. Both. So, um, as with all these Constantina books, the the artwork's already finished. Uh, um, so the the idea is the initial target is a thousand pounds. So I think it's that's what about one thousand two hundred dollars ish. Um, I mean, that is to cover the printing costs and the postage costs and fulfilling the Kickstarter. Um, thankfully, the last two times I've done this, um, we've managed to go into stretch goals. So with stretch goals, do things like um, the book comes with a book plate, which is a A5, um, really high quality printed art print. Mm-hmm. Like Inferno was one of them, I think. Mm-hmm. And you should have got some with Cthulhu. Um, from there, it's um, putting them in the envelopes and giving them a custom wax seal. So each each one's had its own custom like um, colored envelope, and then I've individually wax sealed all the books so that when you open it, it's almost like you've got a letter directly from that time period or from the character of the story. Um, I think, and these, these are pretty cool because I have two of them, and they are they are pretty pretty awesome for the Call of Cthulhu ones. Yeah, and I've done every single one by hand, which I think. I've, wow. I've must have wax sealed nearly a thousand books so far. Oh from, man! Yeah, <laughs> all by myself, all by hand, and I'm glad people like them. <laughs> <laughs> the you problem know, is that they look so cool that people don't want to crack them, don't want to break them. Yeah, it's I, it's funny because every time I've done the Kickstarter and we've got to that point, like what's nice is when everyone's starting to get the books, but messages will come up, or I'll get messages, or people will chat to each other, and the common one is. I really like the book, but I don't want to break the wax seal. How have we opened it? <laughs> so some people have got like a hot knife and tried to go under it. Some people have like attacked it with a hairdryer to try and melt it off. And I, I'm, I might have to compile like a list of techniques on how to open it. Um, one of the, one of the uh, stretch goals is going to be you showing us on a, a YouTube video on how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, as long as people like, I mean, it's one of those things that I can't really initially do that off the initial goal i need you mm-hmm. know some funds to actually get the wax and to cover my time because it does take a long time to do uh but people seem to enjoy it it's i think that's again because these books are you don't see many of them and you you don't really get a wax seal on many things you get in the post now so so again it makes it a little bit special yeah and then initially that's why i had gone two. that way i can break one and still have another one in um in the with with the wax yeah, but um, since I have two, I'm gonna go ahead and, and tell anybody that if you share this specific episode and uh, and you review on iTunes, I will go ahead and send out uh, to one person a copy of the Call of Cthulhu um, accordion book. So um, remember to to share it uh, and then uh, screenshot your review on iTunes, and we'll make sure to get that sent out to you. So one person, to one person, whoever gets is going to be super lucky. Yeah. So if if you any person that goes ahead and and does the review and shares it will be put into the name. You'll make you'll automatically get what the the button that I talked about at the beginning um, of the of the episode um, of Stuff in the Crypt, Nerds in the Crypt. I'm sorry, <laughs> and um, and but each person will get entered into into this to get this um this extra copy of Call of Cthulhu. It's really good of you. 
Um, so yeah. So um, what are uh, were, were there anything else that you wanted to to talk about as far as the, the goals? Um, it's I think that's pretty much it. I mean, it, I try not to overcomplicate Kickstarter because you can very easily end up doing too much, or you know, if I the the type of rewards you can get on it are um, you know copies of the book and there's bundles. So if you want to display it as like a piece of artwork, you can get two copies. Or there's if you've missed out on Dracula Inferno or Cthulhu, there's bundles there as well. So the the stuff that you get from Kickstarter is basically books, prints, commissions, um, giant art prints. Um, that kind of thing, rather than doing loads and loads of merch, because it gets out of hand. And I'll be sharing one of the, um, which whatever, which one you want me to share, the, um, for the episode. Oh yeah. But you definitely want to see all of them, because like I said before, and Greg said it before, and David said it now, uh, these are very beautifully drawn, and um, you'll want to make sure to get your hands on them. Yeah. And, and if you had the opportunity to frame these things, like it, we've seen these like framed up mock-up or frame mocked up framed <laughs> deals and they look amazing. Like that would be something that you, once you open it up, you'd probably want to just be like, I need to show this to people and they need to see how awesome it is. Yeah. Cause um, I saw some, while I was on a convention last year, someone who bought the back to Kickstarter, they got or like they got uh, Cthulhu, Dracula, and Inferno, and they showed me a picture in the house, and they've got the long frames, and in one room they've just got all these concertina books, like nicely framed around the living room. Um, again, not for everyone because they are pretty dark and you know horror esque, but they they were happy, and it, it is nice to see where they end up. Um, yeah, I've actually one person actually has framed the books and then framed the envelope with the wax seal next to it. That's something I might be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> Linda, when you, uh, when, when people frame these up, do they need two or is it just one? Um, so the double-sided. So if you do want to put it on your wall and have the complete thing on your wall, you'll need to get two unless you have some magical way to like, uh, you're a marketing genius. Yeah. <laughs> You could buy one book, but for like an extra, like for half the price of the second copy, you can get two. And yeah, yeah, that's the the corporate business group, like side coming in, which makes me sound quite twisted and evil. Or genius, <laughs> you British, you must be evil. <laughs> so, um, last time we had you on here, we had you talking about candles. How's how's that going? Yeah, um, candles is my. It's the graphic novel I'm working on at the moment. It's about a um, a girl's quest to steal magic from an evil witch and use oh, magic yeah. to save a dying village. So it's very uh, Studio Ghibli, Brothers Grimm fairy tale inspired. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's going really well. I've I've just come off. I think it took me about four and a half months, and I've managed to get the line work finished. So I've got a visual for every page of the book. Um, cool. Yeah, so I've just been going back and forth with my editor and just we're just tweaking things just before I start inking and colouring, we'll just make sure everything's like super tight and if anything could be slightly changed and made better. Um, when you're doing that amount of drawing, you usually mess up a couple of things we don't realise at the time. So I had to go back and redraw a couple of eyes and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's going really well. Um, it's been a lot of work um it's pretty much the only thing work-wise i've done for the past couple of months but i've I had a real it's been a blast working on it it's really fun um because i've managed i get to draw like lots of different monsters which 
obviously I like doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've managed to do a couple of like really intense fight and action scenes involving magic. So it's really I've tried to make it as dynamic as possible. Um, yeah, so it's all going all positive. It's still got a good couple of months working on it before we finished, but it's it's all progressing. And if you all haven't heard that uh, episode, I'll make sure to link it in the in the description as well, so you guys can go back and and um, and listen to that particular episode. And I'll I'll make sure to also link that um, the website to that one, so you can because this one is um, not done by Kickstarter. This one's done on Unbound, um, yeah. which is uh, well, Unbound is part of Random House, which is one of the biggest publishers in the UK. They do all kinds of stuff, and they've got little subdivisions. So Unbound's one of these little sub-publishers from it. Um, so it's a new branch, and the, the idea is that you crowdfund the book while you work on it. So if you imagine Kickstarter's like a 28-day short burst of the crowdfunding campaign, um, Candles on Unbound funds for about a year or onwards, depending how long it takes to make the book and how long it needs to fund. Um, but the idea is that you get that support while you're working on it because working on graphic novels, especially if you're doing the writing, drawing, the inking, the colouring and everything yourself, can be quite isolating and um, it's a lot of work, so it'll take you a long time to make it, so it's good to have support while you do it. Um, but yeah, it's going it's going well. I think we're it's a much larger target goal, but we're we're past a thousand pounds on it, and which is pretty good to say that wow. the book's not finished. Uh, yeah, it's um uh, yeah, it's all it's all going well. It's just um I think the next stage is once once we're happy with the line work, I'll probably get a couple, uh, like the first twenty pages, get them all finished and to final artwork and then send it out as a preview for people to read. Um because I think at this stage people some people are a bit hesitant to back it because it's like, well, if I buy it now, I'm not going to get it for a couple of months, maybe a year, which is understandable. And then some people want to read a bit more before they back it, so, which is completely understandable because at the moment, I think there's only about 10 pages. Mm-hmm. So, you, I mean, that's enough to set up the characters, but it's not enough to really like get okay. rolling with the story. But yeah, yeah, I think I, I think once people get hooked, because the idea is really, really golden, the art looks just like, as you would say, smashing. And the <laughs> uh, the overall feel of like what I what I'm envisioning this to be is definitely something I want on my shelf. So if you give them a couple more pages, I, I can't imagine them not wanting to back this if they're if they're on the line, you're going to hook them for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing. I mean, um the first 20 pages you'll get like the characters a big action scene and some magic so it should give you a really good flavor of what's to come um it's been really difficult to market as well because there's um there's a twist part way through the book so i can only talk about certain things <laughs> like, there's, there's like a whole chunk that i just can't talk about and it's like yeah that's it just like twiddle your thumbs until people read it that's all right though that's 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 kind of the fun part right i mean you as the as uh, on the creative side you get to you get to wonder how people are going to really react to that and us as the 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 uh the consumers of this amazing piece of art and and literature are going to be like oh damn (laughs) oh damn yeah that's exactly the reaction i want i want to go oh oh, damn What have been the differences between making this book through Unbound versus having to go through Kickstarter with this accordion book? So Unbound's been good because I'm get, I've had some support while working on it, which, again, if you're doing like a self-contained graphic novel, you kind of want that because they take at least a year to two years to make. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because they're big books. Um, so they're a bit different because it's more of that long form. But Kickstarter is good because um, I'm it like Kickstarter is one hundred percent me. So Unbound, someone else does the printing, the marketing, the distribution once it's finished and mm. puts it all together um, as a publisher would. But with Kickstarter, sorry, with Unbound that happens. But with Kickstarter, I get to choose my printer, I get to market it how I want. Um, I'm not really, you probably tell I'm not the, I'm not massively like trying to spam people and like, I, I'm very much like understand what my product is. So I don't want to spam people who, and I want to interest the people who are interested in like these classic stories. So I'm not trying to hook every single person. I'm just trying to focus on people who probably want it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I know some people go on Kickstarter and everyone in the world has to know about it, even if you're not interested in that type of book. Um, yeah, it's, it's different. I think there's um, there's definitely overlap of like things that you do, but it's nice with Kickstarter that I know that it's only going to be for a month of promoting it online, which is is nice because it can be quite draining. It do, it does become quite a full time job while you're doing it. Um, yeah, it becomes your life, and yeah, <laughs> you are the book. I really hate launch day because no matter what you do, you like. I will get some work done, but you just can't help but keep checking the numbers and making sure people are looking at it. Um, Fancy, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, la- I mean, last year was nuts because Cthulhu funded um, within three hours. Oh, I, I, oh I didn't know what to do with myself. I was just like, well, I guess I'll start putting the stretch goals up, um, which is a lovely problem to have. But also you just like, I think I was just about, getting some work done and like i got a flood of messages come in and say oh by the way congratulations i'm like what do you mean, what do you mean? <laughs> um yeah it's a good problem to have though yeah that is the best problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'd be surprised if it happens again um yeah we'll i'd be surprised if it didn't happen again yeah yeah i'm gonna say that same oh, thing sorry. Those happen. <laughs> yeah Okay, so 20 minutes this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is... What happens if it gets funded in 20 minutes? We get some uh, money, right? <laughs> David, make you know, it happen. Yes, yeah, just get people to spam it. Um, I, I mean, thankfully, I've, I've done the thing of... I've let people know for the past month that it's coming. And mm-hmm. I've... These Constantine books, I do it at the same time every year. So it's almost like the anniversary. So... Once a campaign's done, I don't have to like spam people to like know it's happened. It's already happened, so we get like a, a good eight months without me talking about concertinas, and then it starts coming back again. So by then, they're not sick of hearing it. They like actually want to look at a new one again. Um, it's almost like a thought about it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a planned it every year. <laughs> and now that that's not even the only thing you have been working on lately. Um, yeah, doing a group project. Yeah, um, I, I've been doing the artwork for Mandy the Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is what you're on about. If yes, not, yes. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. Um, so um, I'm the latest artist for Hellbound Media's Mandy the Monster Hunter. It's about Mandy. She hunts monsters. Um, so I've been doing a four-part miniseries that's called Legend of the Spindly Man which is Mandy hunting down a monster that's a cross between Slenderman, a giant spider, and the Badabook. Yeah. Uh, 
nice and creepy. So children are going missing and Mandy's <laughs> basically trying to hunt down this monster. But as you can imagine, she it it's kind of more than she's used to dealing with. So she kind of meets a match. Um, but yeah, that, that's been really fun to work on because um, it's most of the stuff I do has been self-contained or part of anthologies or, you know, graphic novels. So getting to do a miniseries has been really fun. Um, bit of a different format as well because you've got to, you know that the next book, single issue is coming out, so you have to make sure that everything's matching. You might not. I think I've worked on Mandy most of last year. I think I did it all last year, if my memory serves me correctly. So issue four and the last one's just come out, I think, or due out. Yeah, we we were um, planning on getting getting the team on here on the on the podcast, and then I actually actually um, had some some issues um, mm-hmm. with timing and all that. Um, so hopefully, I know you said they're going to be re- working on redoing a, um, what is it called? Uh, b- bundle, right? The trailer. Yeah. Go. <laughs> the word left my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, a trade, a trade um, copy. So we can, uh, hopefully we can get you on um, and the team on to talk about that at that time. Yeah, that'd be good. Because there's, um, there's myself on my artwork, uh, Matt and Mark are the writers, and um, there's Nikki Letterer. Um, and yeah, it's it's been really good to work on, and it's it's nice working on those team projects. But yeah, we'll I think um, I think the plan is that issue four is going to come out, and they're going to give it a few months for the issues to be out on their own, and then it'll all be put together in a nice little trade in a you know complete stories because that's what we've done for the past Mandy stories. Um, but yeah, it'll be nice when it's all in one collected thing as well. Um, like I most of the comics I read are in trades or graphic novels. I don't really buy the single issues, so I always it's always nice seeing it in print, but I'm I'm always like really looking forward to you know the trades with the spine because mm-hmm. then you can put your name and the logo and all and make it look really pretty. Um, nice on a shelf. Yeah, exactly. Like comics don't work on a shelf; they're a bit floppy and. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to to War of the Worlds, uh, anything that um we've forgotten to talk about anything uh, or any questions you guys might have that you guys want to ask, ask uh, Lyndon about. I got a question. Mm-hmm. Lyndon, did, uh, did you listen to Jeff Wayne's musical world of the worlds while working on this? I didn't. Because oh, I, my heart, it, it just broke. It, it's, I, don't, I have listened to it. Don't get me wrong. It's just while I was working on it, I, I knew that anything that I had associated with it would probably seep in. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I love it. I'm well aware of it. I'm aware of radio play. Uh, the musical was over here last year in the UK, and I missed it, and I was heartbroken. Oh, uh, I would and, love uh, to see that. Oh my gosh! Um, the guy he's um, the guy who's filmed the Kickstarter video, um, Tom. He's uh, been listening to it while he's been editing the video, so that you know it's there in spirit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things. Like I, as a kid, grew up with the album, and uh, yeah. and and like I actually just listened to it and. It's very timely because I, you know, literally just listened to it when you were talking about the boat. And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah!" <laughs> just, just stuff. I don't know. Just hit my heart. Yeah, I've had people tag the vinyls of it to me um, already, which is is nice. Um, but yeah, it's. I think there's like two TV series of it being developed at the moment. One by BBC and one by someone else. That's like, cool. oh, oh, you know, I, I did hear about the BBC one. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I've been, I've been, uh, and I, I think I brought it in the last couple episodes. I've been on a BBC binge lately. Um, oh, I just, just, uh, not like, just like what, four months ago, five months ago, I just started watching uh, Doctor Who and um, what is it? Um, 
Broadchurch. Oh yeah. Broadchurch is incredible. I just started that one and I'm, um, I'm just going through, uh, well, we had already, like my wife and I had already seen, uh, Luther, Mm -hmm. uh, and I had, I didn't get to finish watching it, but I had started watching it. Um, what is it? Um, line of duty or something like that. I forgot what it's called. Um, Yeah. So I've I've been on a little binge on, on BBC America. Nice. I I will say like anyone who hasn't seen broad church needs to watch it. It's like, I, I, I am an absolute fanboy when it comes to that show. I think it's incredible. It's brilliant. Have you seen uh, Dairy Girls at all? No. Um, Last month I spent my university sent me over to Dairy, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were filming the show while we were uh, studying over there. Oh, I, uh, my friend Sorry, actually I... shared a, a image of that, and um, I replied with a, a gif of Pennywise because <laughs> 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 that's what I that's what I think of when I hear dairy. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, anything that um, anything else you want to share, Lyndon, before we uh, we wrap this episode? Um, I think that's it. Um, yeah, like please check out the Kickstarter when it launches. Um, and obviously, do the like, share, and all that kind of stuff. It all helps, even if uh, you don't support it. And um, just so you know, later down the line, I've I've just got the script and started doing the artwork. But I'm I'm doing a Lovecraft based graphic novel, but that'll probably be out end of year or next year because it'll take that long to make. But yeah, it's there's plenty of stuff coming out. More more horror, more monsters and spooky I things. Just like I said the last time you'd have so much work. It's crazy. I don't know how you you do other stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I mean, I, I love it. I love it, and I'm sensible, and I schedule it, and it's like I freelance full time, so you know I do have the time to work on stuff. But I'm really grateful that I'm pretty much mostly booked for this year already, which is nuts because we're only in March, which. Yeah. Amazing problem to have. That, yeah, that is the best problem. Oh my gosh, dude, you have the best problems, Lyndon. I know. Problems. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, if I get more of these problems, I'll send them your way. Please <laughs> <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, well, it was a pleasure having you again, Lyndon. Um, once again, the door is always open for you to come on, and we'll make sure to, to schedule that that other um, episode here with the, with the um creators of uh was it mandy the, the monster hunter mandy monster, yeah. um, so that we can make sure to have them on there uh, so i don't want to i don't want to leave an episode out there that i could have had so let's go ahead and, and get that scheduled out in, in the next couple of uh, months when whenever they're ready to go for that yeah. for that trade and um we'll keep us in touch when, when whenever you have any other any other projects you want to go ahead and, and and come on and talk about cool we'll do thanks again for having me oh my, our pleasure yeah. Thank you guys again for joining us on Nerds in the Crypt. Remember, you can go ahead and get these awesome new buttons that we have. Review on iTunes, screenshot it, send it to us, and we'll go ahead and get you a button. And like I said, one person that shares this particular episode and and um, goes ahead and, and gets a screenshot of their iTunes review will get a copy of the Call of Cthulhu accordion book. That um, And it's still... The seal is still on there. It's not broken. So you're going to get it. yours. Yeah, you're going to get it um, almost almost new. Well, brand new pretty much because I haven't even opened the envelope. So it's brand new. 
you just been like rubbing it and like smelling it. Well, um, I'm getting ready because we're we're hopefully going to be getting into uh, a home, a new house. Um, oh yeah, before the end of the year. So um, I'm I'm getting ready to get my studio actually a proper studio. Um, instead of a man cave, I'm gonna have a studio, and nice. that way I can display all this stuff and um, hopefully. Um, that scare people when they come in and see all Linden's <laughs> terrifying words. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, guys. Uh, thank you once again. We'll see you guys next time on Nerd from the Crypt. It's your turn to be afraid. All right. Thanks again, Linden. Um, yeah, thank, thanks for having me on. I, I realized as we finished, was it last time we were talking about collected plates? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We I did, just, this is, we I didn't talk it as it. we were finishing. I was just like, oh. I'm gonna put that as as a as a ending uh, stinger. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh my gosh. Okay, so my wife, you know what she bought me? Whole yeah. series of Star Trek uh, plates, but they're in the shop because we want to share. I got to share them with people, so they're at the shop, um, dude. Just beautiful Star Trek commemorative plates in frames. <laughs> in frames. Oh wow. Yeah, they're, they're, they're without um, being being for sale. Yeah, they're they're for sale because you, you got to share them. I can't have all the plates, man. I mean, I got to share them. So, <laughs> but when she showed up with it, like literally a tote full of plates, she goes, "Look at this! You can enjoy." And, this like, and you while. cannot buy them. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, they, I can enjoy them. I mean, who's gonna buy them all? I mean, there's gonna be a weird, actually no. Somebody did take a they they took Captain Kirk. Oh, oh right, so Kirk's gone. What about Spock? Right. Oh, he's uh, there. Spock's there. Bones there. Uh, Uhura's there. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Um, uh, Chekhov is there. Scotty's there. Uh, my main man. Uh, let's see who who else is there. I'm trying to think. Like we got, and then and then there's a couple next generation plates too. So you got Picard and uh, Riker. Number one. It was a it's a weird mix of of awesome Star Trek goodness. There's a the Trouble with Tribbles plate. Oh, that's, what? That's <laughs> that's sick. You need to you need to take a snapshot so we can we can share that. Yeah, I might be keeping maybe one or two. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, like we need to get that Instagram like account. Like, plates, 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 decorative plates all day. <laughs> I've been taking pictures every time. Like when we go out, I'm like you know because I got a I got a butt ton of pictures of really cool plates and literally boxes of them. <laughs> I can't put them up in that anymore. <laughs> Just took them all down. <laughs> we should have like a fancy dinner, but only serve it on like plates. David, that is sacrilege. No, well, what you do it. What you do is you put the you put your food on the paper plate, and then you yeah, right next to it you have the, the decorative plate to admire why you eat. Bring yeah. Oh my gosh! Now that is the way to do it. The finest of China, Chinette. <laughs> Star Trek. Exactly. You got Star Trek and then the, all the other Norman Rockwell ones, of course, you know, <laughs> super fancy. Yeah, I just I, I, I completely forgot you, you collected them until we were finishing up. <laughs> you have some horror ones. So you had, I can't remember. I thought when you said it the first time, I thought like a watercolor, like chicken or something. Plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, there's there's yeah. a. There's, there's, there's tons and, and plus like the state plates, you know, you got plates from every state. So got shows all the, the highlights of the place you want to go to and the commemorative ones from all the different events that happened in time and history, you know, those are great, you know, but I got on my wall right here. I got Neil Armstrong on the moon. 
What? Like, Sorry. how far does the rabbit hole go? <laughs> oh, it goes. It goes. Oh, oh, oh no, no, yeah. Um, like, we, I wasn't paying last time when we said we're going we're gonna to send him to um, intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.